I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Online Darts, the live lounge here, Monday, the 9th of November. Of course, it's me, Phil Byers, and joined by always Jonathan and Jack Gobby-Garwood. Gentlemen, good evening. How are we? Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I normally <laughs> eat this. But I was like, waiting for you to have a go. I was like, well, I'll just follow the normal pecking order. <laughs> you know, just sat there in silence while I salute at people. Um, yeah, even uh, <laughs> good weekend of, of, of darts. More darts going on right now. Um and another live lounge to look forward to us three Muppets for another 90 minutes of your life. What more could you want on a Monday 90, night? 90 minutes, more like two hours, to be fair, with the way that we go at this well, moment in time. But it, it is it is looking good and uh, it is great to be part of the show this week. Of course, we've been over doing the live blog uh, over the last uh, couple of hours uh, for the Grand Slam qualifier. Lots of results have just actually happened in the last few minutes, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, Phil, it has been it's been a very busy week, hasn't it? Let's be honest about that now. Uh, it's been very, very busy. And of course, if you're watching us, we're just sharing the links on social media. So please share them wherever you are following us on whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know. Share those links for us, guys. But yes, it's been an unbelievable um, moment for darts. Plenty going on. Plenty going on right now and plenty coming up, that is for sure. And before anyone says it, yes, my Christmas decorations are up in the background. Let's get out of the way early I before can't believe someone that. says something. I can't believe that, to be fair. Although, to be fair, before we join, because obviously we can't just join bang on at eight o'clock, right? Here's the deal. When he, when uh, I'll give you a little bit of an insight, listeners and viewers, into what actually happened to Phil Bars's life. He was singing Leona Lewis is a moment like this, and I tell you something, I was here for it, very much here for it. What actually. a belter! What an absolute belter! Big tune, yeah. big tune, huge. guys! Absolute huge tune. In Phil if I was a Ginger Spurs fan, I'd want it to be Christmas all my life as well, just so I've got something good to look forward to. 
It's not just Christmas. <laughs> it's just not summer. Honestly, the summer was a nightmare. Us, us gingers, we were dodging COVID and sunstroke. You lot had it easy. We, we were fighting two fronts when we were out the front door. The very, man very that lives in fact. shorts and flip-flops is worried about the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I break the mold when it comes to I I love the sun, but unfortunately, the sun and ginger doesn't quite go together. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'll give you that one hundred percent. I tell you what, while we're getting people in, let's just tell you what we've got currently going on uh, in terms of the Slam qualifier and where we are. So obviously, if you don't know, the Grand Slam of Darts is happening next Monday. We'll have it all covered for you as always here on Online Darts um, across the week. Live blogs, YouTube with Phil, um, podcasts every day. By the way, the podcast that we just unscheduled, by the way, if you haven't listened to them from the previous days, the World Cup, go and listen to them on your favourite podcast provider. This is where we are currently in the Grand Slam of Darts qualifiers, uh, ladies and gentlemen. 16, well, so we've got 18 players left. Robert Thornton and Mickey Mansell are currently playing on board six for the right to play Christoph Ratajski, um in the next round. This is where we are now. We've got, we're down to 18 players left. Sorry, we're down to 17 players left. We'll be uh, down to 16 after that match finishes. We'll keep you up to date with that. This is where we are. Ricky Evans will take on Steve Beaton. Peter Jakes will take on Adam Hunt. Christopher Tyski will face the winner of Robert Thornton or Mickey Mansell. Uh, Jason Lowe against Ryan Joyce. That could be a decent scrap, actually, with the way that those two have been playing. Dave Chistel <laughs> against Brandon Dolan. Simon Whitlock will host. Uh, will take on Matthew Edgar. It's Justin Pipe against Ryan Searle. And Rowie John Rodriguez has knocked out Adrian Lewis, as uh, Kieran has just put down in the comments there. Yes, indeed, uh, yes, indeed, Kieran, he is out, is jackpot. He will take on, Rowie John Rodriguez will take on Gabriel Clement in the last 16. As I'm speaking at the moment, Mickey Mansell has just gone 4-2 up against Robert Thornton uh, in that uh, final last 32 game. Phil, we will keep them up to date throughout the evening, I, sh- I-, I suspect. Yes, we shall, guys. And I say, we, we will keep one eye on what is going on in Coventry while we are speaking to you as always. But there was a, there was a fairly significant tournament over the weekend, Jacks. I'm not sure if you were aware or not, but the World Cup of Darts. What's going on? Well, there, there, there was this thing called the, the World Cup, um, fairly little-ish tournament. I don't know if you watched many of it, but, you know, it was, it was all right. I was, for, I, I, I was forced to. <laughs> you love every I single know. minute of it. Stop it. I'm I'm so done no, with this didn't. fake I don't like the World Cup stuff from Charlie Peter. It, it's just not on. No. Can we no. go back and listen to the two pods some... we did? Hang on. Who's well, idea well, was the last minute you... pod? I for the first round. It was uh, Phil Bars's. Because they enjoyed the opening day so much. No, it was Phil Bars, it wasn't me. <laughs> I'd just like to say, guys, spoiler alert, who called the perfect scenario? Well, broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> and if I'd been from a back injury, I'm pretty sure I'd have had, I'd have had the complete semi-final like that, but for a back injury, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Of course, all the action started on Friday afternoon. The last 32, it was pairs only. And it was an absolute belter, gentlemen. There they are. The results are there. First up, Lithuania. Slightly fortunate. I've got to say, the two young lads from Gibraltar massively impressed me. Yeah, they did. I thought they played really well. Um, I thought 
Gob, you, you obviously know that we talked about this about the system that we talked about that on the podcast. The fact that the system sort of works in terms of the JDC. Um, I'd never really heard of the two players, obviously, from, from Gibraltar before. I'll be brutally honest. Um, but Lithuania, like you say, we're very, very fortunate to get through. And but like I say, system works, and there's no doubt about that. Hundred percent. Um, big, big futures, and they are both going to Q School. Then from there, a fairly one-sided one. Jose and Jose getting the job done five nil. Fairly conclusive, wasn't it? Um, not really much to talk about in that one. Well, it was quite shocking because Patrick Kovacs has been playing pretty well. Did he not make the final of the WDF online singles event? Literally the week before, he beat Martin Adams in the week. Looked really good. Comes into this. Doesn't get anywhere near the Portuguese. And there's certainly something about last-minute stand-ins for the rest of the year. If there's a last-minute stand-in, you back them in the opening round because the record is yeah. ridiculous. Um, then New Zealand, 5-2 over Denmark. Hopi finishing. Oh, my days. Five from five. Unbelievable. Single-handedly dragging New Zealand into the last 16. <laughs> I, I want to talk about Harpe's, fin Harpe's finishing in, in on Saturday more than anything else because it just shows the beauty of sport. But at that time, you're thinking, bloody hell, New Zealand's looking decent in particular. Really good stuff there from, from New Zealand. Per Lawson, by the way, is he now 127? Does he basically just get frozen after the World Cup and then gets wheeled out. out again for 12 months. Yeah. Like, I, right. fair play is, to him. Michael Blue Blue playing so. <laughs> what it is, he's got, the, he's, he's got the Philosopher's Stone. Just a, just a quick one, by the way. Uh, again, seeing a couple of comments in there, absolutely spot on. Mickey Mansell has beaten Robert Thornton by five legs to two in that first, second, uh, sorry, in that third round matchup in the Grand Slam. We are underway in the top 16. Simon Whitlock against Matthew Edgar has just kicked off and Matthew Edgar is leading 1-0. Remember, first of five will get them a spot at the Grand Slam. There we have it. So from there, Northern Ireland, the seeds crashed and burned to Canada, who I'm sure we'll talk about more as we go on. But how good were Canada in this game? Unbelievable. The, the pair just complement each other so well. Like you just said, we're going to talk about them a lot more, but I'm going to put this out there now. They're my favourite team from the entire weekend. Jeff Smith is, is a quality dart player. The longer he stays over here, the longer he plays professional darts, he will continue to get even better. BDO finalist, he's just superb. And Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell was solid right up until those those couple of darts ultimately cost him in that pairs match when it does happen. But up until that moment, he was superb. His singles in the next round, unbelievable. Yeah, just absolutely quality. Then Belgium, 5-4 against the Czech Republic. And this was a good game. Enjoyed this one. But the Belgians, all the experience in the world, got them through this one. Yeah, and, and this is what I find astonishing about this game, right? If, if Karol Sedlacek hits those three darts that he had to go and get 4-3 up and get the break, we could be having a completely different conversation. The Belgians looked out of sorts, but they more than made up for it with possibly one of the 
best interviews I've ever seen on television. And then obviously the interview that we did with them afterwards. That was possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's an interesting way of describing yeah. the interview. An absolute car crash. <laughs> I liked it. Very nice. <laughs> Never again. I'm scarred. I'm actually uh, scarred. Uh, and then Austria, 5-2, comprehensive over the USA. USA didn't really get into the game, did they? Um, after a good performance last year, slightly disappointed, but understandable because they haven't had a lot of darts over in North America, but Austria, just too good. Then the potential banana skin that everyone was talking about, England against the mm. Philippines, but it was it <laughs> was England who come out on top, 5-3, and just watch it, you could see, especially Noel Malik then, was lacking match fitness on the board, didn't look up to speed compared to this time last year. I don't want to talk about this one. Hit the big numbers. Hit the big numbers. Lawrence and Lagen, man. That 25 cost me 850 quid. Ouch. <laughs> where, the fun, where the fun stops, stop. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But England, not you know their brilliant best. You know but... what, though? But then again, though, this is the thing. Again, they get into the, they get into an event, and we've obviously talked about the fact that obviously they move on to the final. Spoiler alert, if you don't know, but I'm sure everybody does by now. And again, it, it was very similar throughout the entire weekend. I thought for Team England, just the fact that they weren't anywhere near their best throughout the entire tournament. Yet it just did enough. Yeah, scrapped their way through. Um, then the last one of the session. <sighs> Italy against Spain. It wasn't a classic, but what? Spain, Spain got over, over the line. Oh. I disagree. I thought it was. I thought it was a classic, and I tell you the reason why. Because yeah, okay, the quality was dross. Okay, let's have it out there right now. But let me tell you this: in terms of drama, it was brilliant. Italy four one up, thinking they're going to win. Finally, win their first match ever at the World Cup. And Spain coming from nowhere, cleaning it out. And they had, I think it was about eight darts, was it, they had for the match? And Pietri, by the way, Daniele Pietri, whatever the hell he was roaring, I'm here for it. That was brilliant to see. <laughs> I love the passion. Love the passion of the Italians. And then into the evening session, this was a shock. Greece, whitewashing Sweden. 5-0, and the one the Swedes didn't get going. But where did this Greek performance come from? I'll let Jar say this on because he found a newfound love with one of the Greeks, and I'm I'm more than here for it. John Michael is becoming my absolute hero. What an absolute man. <laughs> what an incredible human being. I didn't really realise why God loved him until I saw him. And then I was like, ah, do you know what? Yes, I now know why. It was incredible. Uh, it, but I'll be honest with you, this came, generally came from absolutely nowhere. Um, I've got no, I, I don't, I, I, I've got no, I've got nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Nothing to say on this one. Simeon Idis, by the way. The Greek, what, what talent he could be? Yeah, he played really well. Late, we were talking about late bloomers last week. Get him on the tour. Absolutely, please. We love. We need more Greeks. Yes, and then the defending champions in brackets, 
Uh, Scotland beating Japan 5-3. And look, Scotland weren't at their best, but neither were Japan. Um, I was dis- I'm, if I'm being honest, I was a little bit disappointed with the Japanese. I expected more from them. Only a little. And that's- well, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I completely more. understand they barely got a tour at the minute. We've said the same about um, the Philippines yeah. guys. The, the Philippines, no Asian yeah. tour as such, but the way the Japan Japanese played was uh, quite disappointing. High hopes for them after a good run last year. Yeah, 100%. And then the result wasn't a surprise. However, the scoreline was Poland whitewashing South Africa 5-0. And I've got to say, this Polish team could develop into a very, very good side. Christoph and Christoph look tidy. Kachuk lacking a bit of experience, but if he can gain that over the next few years, they are going to be dangerous in this tournament going forward. Completely agree. I love, I love the setup of the team. Ratajski is, is a solid number one to learn off. He's calm, he'll keep his head, he'll, he'll do the right things at the right moments. I thought his finishing was, was superb. He had the first four legs, they won on his final dart in hand four in a row. It was solid under pressure. Um, Kachuk, Torkard will build into that more experience. We'll, we'll make these a, a cracking team for the future. Yeah, 100%. And then this was one of the games of the tournament for me. Republic of Ireland, last year's runners-up, losing 5-2 to Australia. But that 5-2 doesn't tell you how close a game and how good a game this one was, Jar. No, I, I'll be honest with you. This game, I had this one marked down because I thought that the Republic of Ireland would beat Australia. I'll be brutally honest. And I thought that this would be the game, the reason why Wales probably would, would lose eventually in the quarterfinal. I thought whoever came out of that part of the draw would um, would trip up Wales. And they obviously nearly did. We'll come on to that again in a second. But again, I thought it was just the checkouts was the problem. I thought O'Connor wasn't great on the checkouts for the Republic of Ireland. I don't think they seem to get going a little bit, but I don't know what we're seeing at the moment. I appreciate he is now currently uh, 3-2 down to Matthew Edgar, but what we are seeing at the moment from Simon Whitlock is a player reborn. He looked like a world, he looked like a number one there that in that in that game that just looked like he loved all the pressure. And I thought as well that Hetter in his debut event at the World Cup was was superb throughout the entire weekend. And Whitlock I think enjoyed having that new player to play with a little bit. Would you agree there, Gob? Because I know we all we've always talked about Kyle being a brilliant World Cup player for Australia, but Whitlock has liked having new players. It would seem when obviously we had, we had Nico and then we had Kyle. It seemed that he liked having Hetter on board. Yeah, I think so. Hetter's just playing very steady darts at the minute. I, I don't think he lets pressure really get to him. He's solid in that respect. Phil said they were practicing together in, in the run-up before. Um, that obviously helps if, if you can get on and, and have that relationship before you even get to an event. Um, and they took out a tricky assignment. Both these Irish boys here have rocked up to the, Q, the Grand Slam qualifier this evening. And first round, they both averaged over 100. They were playing good dart. That, that's a good win from Australia in arguably the most difficult tie we saw in that first round. Yeah, definitely. And then... One of the tournament favourites, in my opinion, the favourites, or should have been outright. Wales 5-0 over Russia. Again, the Welsh just looked in a league of their own in this game. No point dwelling on it. It was that clear cut. 
Then from there, same as Germany, 5-0 over Finland. And the Germans set a marker there. Highest pairs average by a German pair in the World Cup. Hopp and Clements look to have a good chemistry between them. They look good. There's no doubt in my mind that they look just the best. They, 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 I think that you, you talked about that uh, that team that could gel and develop into something. You talk about the Polish team. I think the Germans are going to be there or thereabouts in a couple of years' time. Obviously, they, we know that they make the semi-finals eventually for the first time in their history. But they look like a team that I think Hop has that. He's happy that he doesn't have that pressure now of having to be the of having to be that player that has to go and win points. He knows that Clemens can do the same, and I think that having that pressure off of him has actually helped him. And so I think maybe two or three years time down the line, them two could easily win the World Cup, especially when it's back in their own country again, no doubt, because it will be next year. All I'm saying is two or three years down the line, there might be a new name in that team, but that's a different story. Moving on. The <laughs> Netherlands. Yes. <laughs> um, 5-1 over Brazil. And again, Brazil not really in this game. MBG, Danny Noppet far too strong for the Brazilians. And then this was one of my favourite games. Latvia, last-minute replacements, beating Hong Kong 5-4. And the interview with the two guys afterwards was genuinely heartwarming. What it meant to them, the excitement that they were there, they were representing their country. They just couldn't have been happier. Yes, another last-minute call-up on the morning. Um, It's not a performance we're going to remember for for the rest of our lives. Probably won't remember it in a couple of weeks, to be honest. But um, a good win against a good Hong Kong team. Uh, Kai Fan Lung has, has produced some astronomical averages on tour this year. Royden Lamb's been about for a long time, former tour card holder himself. Um, I think that Rasma really enjoyed playing that captain's role and, and taking Mustafees under his wing a little bit. And that pressure really helped him in the pairs. I don't think it helped so much when it got to the singles in the next round. But yeah, they'll be more than happy with that win in, in a last minute call up and debut. And Mustafees got the day off for something worthwhile. Yes, spoiler alert, whilst we're talking to you guys, big, big developments. Simon Whitlock has broken the Matthew Edgar throw in the qualification for the Grand Slam, leads 4-3 and is now throwing for the match. So is the Wizard heading back to Coventry? Ricky, you're speaking of that as well. Yes, he is. Yes, he is one away. Gabriel Clements is 3 up over Rabbi John Rodriguez as well, so he looks in control. (laughs) Of his game as well. Phil's got COVID, it would seem, as well, everybody. So, uh, pr- hashtag pray for Phil. <laughs> Pe- Pepsi Max went down the wrong hole. Adam Hunt as well. Adam Hunt. Yeah, I was just going to say, Adam Hunt look, has, has looked pretty good, although uh, Peter Jakes as well, throwing in 103 average through, uh, throughout that day. I think he uh, threw in 103 in the second round, if my memory serves me correctly. Yes, to knock out Danny Nopper, who's been playing some decent darts as well. Uh, other scores on the doors. Dave Chistel's 2-1 down to Brendan Dolan. Ryan Joyce leads Jason Lowe 2-1. And Justin Pipe leads Ryan Self 3-1. And there it is. Simon Whitlock is the first man through in the qualifier. He has just beaten Matthew Edgar 5-3. The Wizard, we talked about him being reborn, Phil, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in the second uh, part of this show. But there it is. Simon Whitlock is the first man into the qualifier 
Uh, and into the Grand Slam through the qualifier, he beats Makabeka 5-3. Just saying, what a way to win it. 137, 180, 140, 44-2. That's how you hold your throw to qualify for the Grand Slam of darts. Nice. Right, back to the World I like Cup. It. Saturday's afternoon session, Canada, the dream kept alive. And this was a blistering performance. Jeff Smith and Matt Campbell both doing absolute numbers on the New Zealand pair. But this is where I wanted to come in and say about Harpai Pua in particular, because like we say yesterday, by the way, really quickly, Ricky Evans has joined Ricky Simon Evans. Whitlock, 17 dart holder throw for him. So there it is. He's also beaten Steve Beaton by five get, uh, legs to two. Uh, but going back uh, into Canada and New Zealand, my biggest problem with this is this. Harpo Pua, yesterday, the day before, had hit five straight legs. Couldn't buy a double at one stage against Jeff Smith. But then again, though, I think that was quite poor from Cody. Because, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Cody was the team captain, wasn't he? Correct. He got it wrong. Yeah. And we talked about this, didn't we, on um, on, on on the podcast and said that he got it wrong. Basically saying that I don't think I can beat their, their best player. So I don't think you can. So I'll play Matt Campbell and guarantee the point. And he didn't. And it backfired on him tremendously. And Jeff Smith said in his interview afterwards as well that he knew he had the wood over Cody Harris. He'd beaten him the last three times on tour, I think. And he was surprised that they flipped it as, as well. I, I like this can flipping we, because pe people are now thinking about this. Can I just say, by the way, Matt Campbell's finishing in that game in particular. Outstanding. A 160 and a 120 involved in that as well. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant. He was 2-0 down as well. He was 2-0 down. He finished with a 95 average. He averaged 105 in the last four legs. So that's how badly he started in those opening two legs. <laughs> 105 yeah, only big, got him up big, to a 95. Big, big future from the Canadian pair. Then Belgium, 2-0 winners over Latvia. Kim Hybrex played some really good stuff. However, Dimitri was dross. Let's, let's have it right. And Kim's interview afterwards... He was absolutely fuming with Dimitri Vandenberg. Before we go into that, Gabriel Clemens will be at the Grand Slam again next year. He has just beaten Roby John Rodriguez 5 0. Sorry, God, go, go for your life. Smashed it. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about the Belgians pre event, and the more and more the tournament went on, the more and more they just seemed to run out of lives. They didn't seem to be able to get it together, together at the same time. Um, I, I don't think Dimmy was. Great all weekend. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, he started the first pairs game okay, but I think it was Kim's shift in intensity that got him over the line because he was the one trading blows with Carol Sedlacek. Um, and, and Dimmy's finishing this weekend really was quite shocking. Um, I completely understand the brace and we're not sure when the Premier League is going to be next year and all those sort of things. But even as the match play champion, if he plays like that on TV for the players and the world. I'm not so sure I'll get picked. He will. That is the dreaded P word again, but... How can you not have the match play champion in the Premier League? Come on now. Just wait and see. It depends when... One, it depends when the Premier League is. And two, when they announce the picks. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Um, just a quick one as well. Justin Pipe, he's now through. He's just beaten Ryan Sell 5-1. So, there you go. 
Justin Pipe is now going to be at the Grand Slam as well. So Ricky Evans, Simon Whitlock, Justin Pipe and Gabriel Clemens so far are in the slam. Adam Hunt's on the verge. He's 4-2 up. He is. He's got 104 that... left for the match with Peter Jakes on 76. That's been coming as well. Adam Hunt played some really good stuff on the last couple of Euro tours. So that, that, that doesn't surprise me. That, that's that been coming. And Adam Hunt... And he's just taken out a one... Yeah, there you go. He's just taken a 104 out for the match. Brilliant stuff from Adam Hunt. And he deserves a place in the slam with the way that he's been playing. Really, really good stuff, like you say, Phil. So, yes, congratulations to Adam Hunt making his debut at the Grand Slam. Then Austria 2-0 over Portugal again. For me, Jose de Souza as captain got this wrong. He should have flipped. The only way for me, the only way Portugal could win this game was taking it to the pairs. Now, we all know Jose yeah. de Souza can beat Mentor Sunovic. However, it's a coin toss of a game. I'm 99.9% certain Jose de Souza beats Ralby John Rodriguez. So it would have forced a pairs game. Um, so for me, I, I think Jose de Souza got this wrong. Yeah, but doesn't that show? Sorry, got to come in, but doesn't that show that he, he isn't afraid of anybody in that sense? I, I I don't disagree with what you're saying, but in a way, he's there showing. No, do you know what? I'm team captain. I will go first, and I will get that point. Yes, Maybe. but you've got to look I think at the big picture. This is just a bit of yeah. I think this is a little bit of inexperience in the event. I think if he'd settled into this before. Maybe if Jose Marquez had been exposed to TV darts a little bit more, they might have made that decision. Um, I mean, we just gave New Zealand abuse for doing this, but in this situation, the difference in ability between Jose and Jose Marquez is, is quite significant. And at that point, you feels right. They had to take it to the pairs. Going against Mensah a 50-50 shot. Going against Roby... Jose's a um, far better shot to win that one and get into the pairs. You tell Marcus to go and use that match against Mentor to just warm up. Just get your arm going and get comfortable on stage. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about the result. We're aiming for the pairs full stop. And that might have set them up for a little bit better. But Mentor's Mentor's superb this weekend. Mentor's been superb for the last few weeks. Yeah, 100%. Is it the one time I need him to be? Is it the one one (laughs) bloody time I needed him to be? Then the last the game of stops. the afternoon session. <laughs> uh, England 2-0 win over Lithuania. Michael Smith 4-0 over Darius. Rob Cross 4-2 winner over Mandangas. But Rob Cross started off sketchy but found a couple of leg blitz from nowhere to, to get himself out of a little bit of a hole. Yeah, it was a Shanghai and a ten dart leg. I think it was. It was. It was a definite performance to get him out of the hole. But he was still less than convincing this weekend. I, apart from the final when Gerwin Price beats Michael Smith, I thought Michael Smith was superb this weekend. I thought he played very, very well. And if England had gone on to lift the trophy, it would have been on Michael Smith. Yeah, hundred percent. Completely agree with you. Don't agree with that. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. Good. I thought he played he, okay. He said the right things. He kept himself <clears> going. <throat> he, he tried to G cross up. He scored very well. He took apart. He took his chances when he needed to in these earlier rounds. Made sure that Rob was under absolutely no pressure whatsoever. I massively disagree. 
that quarterfinal against Mensor, no. You can't you can't lose from the three nil position. Uh, look, Mensor played outstandingly well to go and get back back in forty nine darts, which we'll come on to in a minute. But I don't think any of I don't think either of the English boys and I'll say it themselves, I don't think the any of the English boys played to anywhere near their capabilities this weekend. Anywhere near. No, Michael Smith can play better, but I, th- I agree. I, I thought he did a good captain's captain's innings. But moving on to the evening session, oh, what a game this was to get us underway. Australia beating Poland 2-0. But that first game, Simon Whitlock against Christoph Ratajski, one of the best games I've seen in a World Cup. Thought it was just magnificent. Seven holds of throw. And that final leg, Ratajski threw the kitchen sink at the Wizard. But it wasn't enough. Yeah, I think this is why we're we're saying what we are about Simon Whitlock at the minute. Christopher Tarski has been absolutely superb for the last 12 to 18 months. Keeps growing in stature as a player. He's one you want to avoid. And he was solid all game. And Simon Whitlock took that pressure and, and threw everything back at him. And won an outstanding game of darts. Simon was fantastic this weekend. He's playing very well and he's one that you'd want to avoid next week. I wouldn't put it past him having a decent run in one of the winter series, if not a couple. And then you wouldn't want him in your group at the Grand Slam because he's capable, especially over this shorter format. All right, he's experienced over a longer format, but I just think these shorter bursts give him the opportunity to to really put people under pressure. And again, Damon Hatter, 4-1 over Christoph Kachuk. At this point, everyone's taken Australia rather seriously here. And deservedly so, can I just say. Deservedly so. Yes. Uh, then Germany, 2-0 over Greece. This was boring. Straightforward. Job done. Only drop one leg. See you later. There you go. Yeah, it wasn't and great. Then yeah, it wasn't great. The home nations clash, Wales against Scotland. And Scotland did something that not many of us thought would happen. They took it to the pairs. 2-1. Johnny Clayton fluffed his lines against Robert Thornton and he had multiple chances to break the Thornton throw, was made to pay. But in the doubles, oh my days, they certainly put that right. Ja. Before we... Yes, they did. Uh, Ryan Joyce has just beaten Jason Lowe 5-2, so he is through Ryan Joyce. Obviously, he was one of Pro Tour earlier this year. Jason Lowe's been playing some really good stuff. In my opinion, he deserved the slot of the Grand Slam, but it will not be him. Ryan Joyce has just beaten him 5-2. He's in there. Dave Chisholm against Brendan Dolan has just gone to a last leg decider, Phil Bowers. So that could be very interesting indeed. We'll keep an eye on that one in a second. Going back to Wales against Scotland, though, must be said. Uh, look, the Scots, I thought, played really, really well. I love, by the way, uh, was it Hendo giving Thorne the clip round the year? Was it the other way around? I think it was, the other, I think it was Hendo giving Thorne, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, Thornton Thornton didn't look happy. <laughs> if it was the other way around, would you look up at John? <laughs> would you be brave enough to give Thornton nothing a clip round the year? No. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, but no, that pair's performance I thought was brilliant, it must be said. I thought the pairs were outstanding uh, from, from, from Scotland. Uh, you know, yes, uh, sorry, uh, from Wales, sorry, yes, Scotland missed a number of opportunities at the double, but they were clinical and 
that showed to me, I thought that the fact that they'd already gone to pairs, they were the only side who went to the pairs in the quarterfinal, in the second round, before the quarterfinal stages, showed to me they were more battle hard, more battle hardened. And I think it helped them in a way, to be brutally honest. Um, and and deserve to and deserve to go and win the tournament for the way that they played. Then plus bonus that. Agreed. And then Spain almost pushed the Netherlands to a doubles match in that last one, but two 0 MVG in cruise control. Danny Nopper had a little bit of a wobble, but found some quality when he a needed little? to. In. <laughs> A little. But found some quality in the in, in the last leg Man to get over the line. Man was on the Millennium Bridge throughout the entire bloody game. <laughs> um, but before we move on to the Sunday, this is why there was a lot of clamouring on social media about the format. Because, <laughs> let's be brutally honest, when it went to the singles, the seeds as the scoreline suggests, were in no danger whatsoever. And I've never seen social media so busy talking about this. Right. Uh, do you know what I'm going to do, Phil Bars? I'm currently <laughs> going to go and put my feet up for the next few moments because uh, a certain Jack Gobby Garwood has, uh, has, no, has no doubt been very vocal on this issue. So I will put my feet up, uh, Gob. Uh, can you just wait 30 <laughs> seconds, though? Because we are down to the last uh, embers of this game between Brendan Dolan and Dave Chisnell, uh, so you can so you can formulate your argument at this point. Brendan Dolan is on ninety seven. He is throwing and he is left double twelve, or he's either left it or he's missed double twelve for the match. Chizzy is now on one hundred. So can go treble twenty and two tops, or sorry, treble twenty and tops, or single twenty and two tops, depending on which way he goes. Who knows? Uh, which is obviously we can't see anything. We're all following it on Dark Connect like yourselves. It's a four-all game, remember, as well. So it is a matchup for the slam. Just trying to pad it outward so we know what goes on. <laughs> this is what this is the so longest tense. it's ever taken you know Dave not to throw three to hearts. Literally, I don't know what's going on. There it is. He's got, got it out in, uh, in, in treble 20. Treble 20, double 20 for the match. Takes out the 100. Dave Chisnell is back in the Grand Slam of darts, ladies and gentlemen. He has beaten Brennan Thoden 5-4. It is a big moment for him. Chizzy is through. There's only one more space up for grabs, and that is Christopher Tyski against Mickey Mansell. Tyski is on double 13 currently as we speak. Uh, for the fifth leg, and that at the moment uh, is just what we're waiting to see. He's on double thirteen. See if he can win this uh, this fifth leg. Uh, I'll let you know that one. Gob, your chance now to basically moan about the format. Go. <laughs> Retarski's really won, by the way. Retarski's just won. <laughs> well, Retarski's just on. won the fifth leg, by the way. So he's four one up against Mickey Mantle. It's not really a moan, is it? I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking. It's a pairs event. I only want to see pairs. The difference in events through the calendar is what makes them special. We love the Grand Prix because it's doubling. The match play is the daddy of leg play. The world is the daddy of set play. We like these little differences. It, it gets stale without. The quality of the field is now good enough such that if a less established darting nation beats a seed playing pairs it won't dilute the tournament later on 
in the past, I think that's that's been the worry. And there are still a couple of nations where you look at it and go, is that second player strong enough or, or do they have a strong enough pair and a strong enough player to, to actually cause some damage? But the majority of teams now do have that if they cause an upset. The relationship, the way the game's changed, the, the tactics, the mind games and all of that that goes with a pair's game is it's brilliant. It's what got us grip. The first round, let's be honest, is the bit that we couldn't really turn our eyes away from. There were times through the rest of the weekend where we could switch off because we knew what was going to happen. It just Agreed. has to be it was, just a, it was just a noise on social media. I've never seen it alive like that. And let's just say yeah. there was a fair bit of biting going on as well. Fishermania would have been proud yes. of Twitter. The fact that um, Lawrence Lagan could spend 10 minutes stood in front of the camera so nobody could see what's happening, it went completely <laughs> unacknowledged on social media. Tells you how much everybody <laughs> wanted to be paired. <laughs> um, right, just before we go on to the quarterfinals, we'll come on to the Winter Series questions later on. We will touch on that, guys. Don't worry about it. Keep your questions coming into the chat because even if we can't answer them now, we will then go through and talk about them at the end. Then the quarterfinals and gentlemen, I think we're all in agreement. This was the best session of World Cup darts ever. Why? Because we had four pairs games. This was absolutely banging, gentlemen. What a session I of darts. Being- I loved being on the blog for this. I love being on the blog for this session. What a session of darts this was. I was trying to keep up with it all. You just couldn't. You didn't know which way this was going. I I know my quarterfinal. I know which game I prefer out of the four, but it was an unbelievable session of darts. Unreal. Unreal. First one. Belgium survived another scare. And by, like we said at this point, they're running out of lives. Kim Hybrex, absolutely outstanding to beat Jeb Smith. But Dimitri Vandenberg, on the other hand, well and truly comprehensively beaten. One, Matt Campbell was good. And two, Dimitri was poor. The, diff, the gap was huge. Yeah, but do you know something though, right? You know, I was talking about earlier about that 116, 120 finishes that uh, Matt Campbell was hitting. I apologise. That was this day, not Saturday. Sorry. Uh, this was the day where he went mental on the checkouts, four or five on the checkouts. And the reason why he went four or five is because when he went to try and hit tops for the match, he hit double one instead. You think when he goes and he hits double, he goes against double 19. He was outstanding. And then obviously the, the pairs match, well, it could have gone either way. The, the Canadians missing a shed load of darts at a double. But so with the Belgians, the Belgians just about came through it. But like you say, Dimi just didn't look comfortable all weekend. I don't think that knee is doing him any favours whatsoever. And I think that he's in a bit... I, I don't know whether he's in a bit of trouble, but he has to perform something in the next few events. He's got to. He has to. Ben... Wales against Australia. This, I think, was the tie of the round that we were all looking at, saying this is going to be good. And it was. Wales won. However, however, this could have been all so different. But Gerwin Price burgled the first point 
<laughs> off of Simon Whitlock. Absolutely How? stole it off of him. Great game, just, but Whitlock should have won. Yeah, just to say, we have now completed our Grand Slam lineup. Christopher Tyson has just taken out 85 to beat Mickey Mansell, and he is the last qualifier. So these are the qualified few, the chosen eight to go into the Grand Slam. Ricky Evans, Adam Hunt, Christoph Ratajski, Ryan Joyce, Dave Chisnell, Simon Whitlock, Justin Pipe and Gabriel Clements will all be in the Slam. Congratulations to them all for coming through the Slam qualifier. I can't wait to see them next week in Cough. Yes, but then Damon Hetter to beat Johnny Clayton was outstanding again, which set up the pairs. But how good were Wales in that pairs game? Just a damn good game of darts. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It, it was in the balance. I think this is the first time we really, maybe the only time really of the weekend that Gezi Price was under any real pressure. Simon Whitlock was superb against him. Damon Hatter can't sing his praises enough. He's been superb since he got his tour card. Um, this is just another step on the path. I think he's comfortably on his way to be a top 32 dart player in the world. He, he's that good. His temperament is solid. Uh, but yeah, another good victory in the pairs for Wales, um, getting themselves out of trouble once again. Sometimes you need that in a tournament. Maybe that pairs game in the round before, set them up for it. Um, but yeah, a good win in a good match. You, w- you wouldn't have been upset if that then, was the final. True. 100%. We'll agree. Then England against Austria. England dodged bullets. I think it's safe oh to say. Oh, my Lord. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll dissect it oh, one game no. at a time. Michael Smith, 3-0 up, losing 4-3 to Mentor Sudovic. However, those four legs from Mentor Sudovic, just unplayable. 3-0, 3-0 down. 49. I think he goes 14, 11, 12, 12, if I'm correct. 49 darts it takes the match. To go back and win that, and to go and win that match with three 0 down, astonishing. Uh, you know, I think it's as well. But he didn't do badly. He wasn't like he missed darts for the match. I don't, if my memory serves me correctly, no, he didn't. He didn't miss darts for the match, no. so it wasn't like he no, he, bo- he, he mens- bottled it in that sense. And also, as well, can we just say to you find him off ten minutes yourself, ago? Well, hang on a minute. First of all, <laughs> one three five and a one two. No, hang on. One three five and a one two nine is brilliant to go and leave double eight, especially when you after nine uh, after nine darts. By the way, to leave sixteen after nine, decent. But then when men saw it's a seventeen twenty and a ball to go and win the match on eighty seven. I, you know, that that for me was probably my favorite game of the weekend. Really enjoyed that. Men saw averaging one hundred nine point five. A body boy losing with a one hundred two average is mental. Um, but then, Phil... You slagged him off, then. He sure can't lose from 3-0 10 minutes ago. You can't, can't lose from 3-0 you if your opponent from... goes and does that. You can't There's nothing you, you can do about that. From 3-0. No, you can't lose you, from 3-0. You can, but, you but, can but, and he but... just did. <sighs> I, I, I think it's the same four legs. My, my, point, my point is... That's my an average of less that... than 12 and a half. Yes, what my point is is that I don't I don't think he played I don't think there was ever that was the that was the game where I thought he played his best and he lost. So my point is, is that both the England two boys of those legs, he'd have to throw a nine darter. <laughs> I, God, 
I am not debating that. What I'm saying is, is that what I am saying is that, that was the best he played all week. What I'm saying is that that was the best he played all weekend, and he lost. Okay, that is what I'm saying. That he needed to play like that throughout the weekend, and he didn't. And if he had done, it might have been a bit easier for England to do. If he'd have played like that, I don't know how he would have done against uh, against Gezi and uh, in the final. I don't know. But I just again, I just don't know about Michael Smith. I don't know. I don't know what is a Michael Smith at the moment. But he isn't the big story, by the way. From Team England, I want to talk about. I want to talk about this game. By the way, this had everything. I want this to talk about needle, I, dark arts. I want to jobs. talk about this. The dark arts is bad. Everything, everything. Really, I, Peter Manley has opened a school over lockdown. I'm sure of it. Has been taking people in on the quiet because this was this was mint. Roby tried every trick in the book, and the look, Rob Cross. I've never seen him. So, in all my life, he was. I thought I he was going to deck him at one point. I, I thought he was going to deck him. I, the only time I've ever seen him comparable was uh, when he came off the stage with you uh, in Germany, where you worked for when you worked for a previous channel in your former life against Gabriel Clements. Well, I thought he wanted. To, still, I thought he was going to punch you. That's still one of the best interviews I've ever done for after the watershed. The stuff that didn't go out from that interview, well. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, um, I genuinely thought Rob Cross was going to punch Roby John Rodriguez at one point. But saying all that, Rodriguez bottled it. There's no other you can't. way to say it. Bottled it. You cannot. When your opponent misses double 16 for the match... And as well, you miss darts in the previous leg for the match. You miss a dart at 16 to yourself for the match. You can't then bust your score on 50. Cross misses three at, at 12s. And then you miss another. Then you miss one at 18 and then go 16 and then go double eight. You can't, you can't, you cannot miss that. You can't. If you're going to win this matches, time, I agree. You can't do Ruby that. could have done something about it. Michael Smith couldn't. <laughs> yes, he could. Um, he could have hit then, the nine. Even in the pairs, even in the pairs, Roby was poor. No, he was. Men- Mensah again. Mensah played, but Mensah single-handedly got Austria to three points. But, but in pairs, again, you can't though, be carrying people. Yeah, but again, though, England... Missing dart after dart after dart at a double. And the only reason why they got away with that is because of how Paul Roby scored. You know? Four of 22 on the checkouts, Gob. Four out of 22. That's not good. It's not good. I know, but let's be fair. Michael Smith is not renowned for his double hitting. So what you really need there is an accomplished former world champion who made his name because he took out finishes left, right and centre. Yeah. If only okay. he'd actually All turned right. up this weekend. It, it yes. could work. The combination of, of Smith leading up in the scoring, teeing up uh, cross for about an 18-dart leg, a special 12, or, or Bully Boy getting darts for 15, it should work. And it just didn't. Cross just, I'm not sure he's the same player as he was when he won the World Championship. I know he's not the same player he's as not. he won the World Championship. Of course he's not. Look, you don't take out he won't, 140 he won't do it. Fields. You can't. 
You, I say, you, 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 won't, you don't take out 140 against Phil Taylor, though, to, to win your maiden world championship and then not become, you but, know, I don't know where that world Rob Cross has gone. He, he needs to go and do what Devon's done. There's technical issues with his game. And until they get addressed, things won't change. But only a player can be big enough to admit that there are technical issues. Anyway, moving on. The last one. Oh, my days. Before this game even happened, we were unsure if this game was even going to take place. The news broke in the morning that Michael Van Gerwen was in hospital receiving treatment. He woke up with chronic pains in his back. And obviously, it transpired. He was assessed. He had a trapped nerve in his back. Now, I'm sure the people that have had this is is excruciating. Um I believe he was in hospital for around five, six hours. Um, the medical staff did a great job just got just even getting him in a position where he could even play. But I want to know the mindset. What's going through Dane Oppert's mind? Because obviously he's in the venue. Nor, he obviously knows what's going on. He's in the venue preparing as if he would for any other match. One, it's his World Cup debut year. Two, your partner's not there. And three, you don't know if your partner's even going to get there. Then they had to flip the order because Michael only got to the venue 90 minutes before the game. So even for the Netherlands to take this to 2-1 was a remarkable achievement. And they were within a leg of going to the semi-finals. Right. Let me yeah. no, let, let me let me come in here. Let me come in here. I'm sorry, Gob. I need to I need to say something here. Max Hop. What are you doing? Serious question. <laughs> what are you doing? You were playing like you were shiting yourself. Okay? What was that? What was that? What was it? Tell me what it was, boys, because it certainly wasn't a max hot that we know. It was Did you not garbage. enjoy that promise, yeah? No. It was terrible. <laughs> like I'm not suggesting, by the way, that Michael Van Gerwen probably wouldn't have beaten Max Hot regardless of what had happened, okay? And, yeah, it probably would have been an even worse scoreline. But Max Hop shat himself. Let's have it. Let's have it right. He shat himself. I'm sorry for the language, but it is what it is. Now, well, if, if, if you're German, because of this, do you not flip your pairings, though, pre-guessing that, Danny Noppet will go first because of what's gone on. Well, or, yeah. Not really, because if I'm the Dutch, I wouldn't have swapped. I'd have put Michael on and then gave him a 10-minute gap between having to go again. I wouldn't have played him back-to-back. No, because... I, despite the fact he wouldn't I, have had as much probably, time to prepare. I'd have rather got him on, said to Danny, go and get us there if you need us to, and I'll rest up and, and be ready for the pairs and give myself 10 minutes off the board. But... It's I think it was the case. It was. It was. I, I believe, speaking to him, it was easier once he was warmed up and going to carry on than start, stop, start. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. Maybe. I thought that might be the case. Um. Um. But yeah. But look, yeah. Look. Look. Okay. Michael Van Gogh. Let, let me just have this right. Let me just have this right. With his C game. Yeah. It wasn't even his C game. It was his D game. Max Holt was toss, and there's no other way of putting it. He just he, he was playing scared, right? And I'm I, I'm I don't want to bash Max because I uh, look even though I've just completely bashed him, but I'm not normally one to bash. 
<laughs> I'm not normally one to bash. As a, as a man that's okay. about many bashings on this show, I'm fully aware of what it sounds like. <laughs> you just bashed it. Like, okay, your laptop bashing is not much right? as bad as God Barley bashing. Oh, uh, no, that, no, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. I'm not having that, right? But it's, it's bad, he's as bad as Mike Duffer. We've already had Bill Taylor, and now we've got Barney involved in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it's like our previous co it's like our Mike Duffy on our previous show used to hate Peter Wright as much as he did. No, in all seriousness, Max Hot, right? I don't I don't like to bash him because I think he's actually a very talented player, but you have to call it for what it is. That was dreadful. And that was it was poor. And Max has got to improve because if he doesn't, he could have dropped like a bloody stone down the rankings even further than he already has. Yeah. Agreed, but absolute kudos to the Netherlands for putting up that display under Absolutely. those circumstances because we didn't even know if that game was going to happen right up until, like we say, 90 minutes before we got the news that MVG was going to try and play. And I say fair play to him because he could have took the easy option and just gone, look, I can't play, I'm, I'm pulling out. So kudos to the Dutch. But from there, we had a semi-final First one up, spoiler alert, Wales beat Germany 2-0. And again, They're nice graphics, this was... Where did you get them? Thanks, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wales, Wales, I've got them around the noise just the way I've loaded them up. But Wales beat Germany 2-0. And again, this wasn't really a game, if I'm being honest. As soon as... Going Price beat Gabriel Clements. The writing was on the wall. I just think that Germany, the way of things that Clements always has to win the first game. Otherwise, the pressure's on Max Hopp. And then we've said he drags low. So Wales into the final. Not much danger, guys, was there? No, disappointing from the Germans. Especially as before that match, they were 6-1 to one for the tournament. I thought they'd looked all right. So I uh, put some money on it and I should have just set fire to the thing instead. <laughs> then from there the other one England 2-0 over Belgium tight competitive game Michael Smith getting a point on the board 4-3 over Kim I enjoyed this game to be fair but then I'm not going to lie the second one was a hard watch <laughs> for Good. me it, um Right, but then again, though, there. again, right? Did was that was there any game this year, this year from Belgium that wasn't a tough watch? No, like I'm oh, not being funny. Right. Um, I thought Kim played pretty well at times this week. Obviously, the, the game against Jeff Smith, yeah. Kim was superb. I, I just think it was Dimmy. I think I'm going to be completely honest. I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing Dimmy, but I think he dragged Kim down this weekend. Kim was, well, you could tell by it. his first interview, well, the first two interviews, Kim was like, we're here to win this. I want to win this more than I want to be world champion. This means, this tournament means so much to Kim Hybrex. It's ridiculous. And like, sometimes you look at players and go, surely they don't actually mean that. With Kim, I think he genuinely does mean that. This is his favourite tournament 100%. of the year. And it holds a lot of good memories for him with his, with his brother. And I, I just think that he was upset because he's coming back into form. And the last couple of years, he hasn't been great, but he does turn it on for this event. He's coming in, playing with the match play champion, somebody who's, who's played good darts this year. You have to to be match play champion. 
and you're looking at it going, without being disrespectful to Ronnie, this is probably one of the best chances we've got. There's no Phil Taylor, no Adrian Lewis, none of that established England side. No Gary Anderson, Australia no have got Wright. a new number. No Gary Anderson, no Peter Wright. Australia have got a new number two. The Welsh look good, and the Dutch, Danny Knopfler's gettable. You're looking at that if you Kim and going, I really fancy a run here, especially the way he turned it on after those first couple. He started poorly, first couple of legs in the tournament weren't great, but after that he, he was good. He was very good. All right, he didn't manage to beat Michael Smith, but. He's not quite top 16 Kim that we're used to seeing yet, but he is back up on the rise. When he gets it right, it's so good. And I just think he was... Jimmy just didn't match him for the weekend, and that would be the biggest disappointment for Kim. Just putting this one out there, look, I love Dimmy to bits, but over the last year, he's become a hard watch. Going back to when he hit the nine data against Stephen Bunting in the Grand Slam, he was exciting to watch on the stage where look, I understand that it's their job and look, they do what they need to do to win. But from a fan watching it now, I find him a tough watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gob, you probably know more about this than me. Too fair. I agree. Uh, there's so much. It feels like a lot of it's for show. I'm going to be honest. The whole slowing down, centering himself before he throws, I don't think it needs to take as, as long as it does. I may be completely wrong. It may just be what works for him, but I think he's getting a little bit excessive with it. I said it when he won the match play. I thought he was a little bit excessive on that night, and I think it's just getting worse and worse. Um, I, I don't think it's doing him any favours. When that first starts in, he looks okay. He looks good. Don't want to put him in the same category as a first dart merchant, but when that first starts in, you expect him to to fling a couple off it the way they sit in the board. That wasn't really happening this weekend, even if the first dart was in. A lot of them were low. He just lacked conviction for me. I'm not sure if him not being able to do his dance before he went on stage threw him off, if it was the fact that a couple of the games they played in the afternoon and TV events that he's played in more recently would have played evenings got used to that rhythm I just don't know what it is but whether it's a combination of the brace he's not allowed to, he's not able to practice as much the pressure of being match play champion or there's a change to his mentality full stop something not quite there about Dimmy right now compared to where he was when he was think, match play and even this time last year I think I think the thing is for me about Dibby, right, is the fact that I think he, he slowed it down that much against Gary, but, you know, from what he would normally be playing. And I think he thinks, well, that worked for me because it, because it made me win. I don't know whether he still thinks that same, because you know what? Especially when he was on the big finishes, you know, the 164s, 167s, or 161s throughout the weekend. He was hitting the, he was hitting the first two darts at the treble, no problem. And that was when he was in rhythm. And then he just sort of panicked a little bit. And he was always either flying over the top or he was dipping underneath for the for the, uh, for the ball. And I just think that, again, where he just takes it back, because, again, when he's got three darts in his hand at a double, he's thinking. I think he's thinking about it a little bit too much. Would you agree, Gob? Yeah, just, just get him out of your hand. Yeah. Like, when he's got one dart at a double, I feel he's more comfortable with it. Because you're going to take that long. Exactly. So, you're, and the thing is, is that... If you're doing that when a crowd comes back, because by the way, everybody, of course, we all know the big news today that hopefully 
a vaccine is going to be uh, in circulation sooner rather than later. We'll hopefully be all back together again in, in events, all of us. But when you're doing that when the crowd's there, the crowd's going to get on your ass. <laughs> like, like, again, let's just call it for what it is. They'll want to see darts going flying into the ball. So they ain't going to like you taking the mick in that sense. I mean, I, I, look, I don't think he's taking the mick. He's not He's not as bad as Rob Cross is when it comes to coming as a dart, but he's getting there. So from there, we have a final. Hashtag spoiler alert. I'm going straight in with the graphic. It was England versus Wales. And there is a new name on the World Cup of Darts, Wales, 3-0 victors. How nice does that look look with Johnny Clayton? That logo looks good. Go on, the ferret. I can see his hand in the way. Oh, shut up. There's another picture. I didn't didn't have it in the hand. (laughs) Um, But look, the the final, they were never in any danger, were they? Not from from game one. Well, I thought oh. they were because because the I first Smith, the first Smith was one set, leg away from really putting Gezi under it. No, it wasn't that. Sorry, can I just say this quickly? I just had a look through. Smith had darts to win every single leg of that final. Well, it's that first game anyway, at least. He had a darts yeah. with every single leg. Price just took advantage of really poor finishing from Michael Smith, which is what we'd expect, which is what we expect, unfortunately, from Buddy Boy sometimes. It's just what happens. I thought it was interesting as well. Yes, he does, yeah. I agree with you there, God. Sorry, Phil. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that Gezi said this meant more to him than the other titles, which was, he said, he said I didn't think it would, but now I sat here, it does. And this is a Welsh pair that could do damage for for years because the ferret's getting better. We all know he's nervous on TV, but he's handling the nerves better. He's now won a major title. This could be a Welsh pair. Well, 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 well. Did you just drop the M bomb for First of all, let's not call it a major. Hashtag what's a major, but it's not a major. He's off. He's off. You're gone, mate. That. All I'm saying is, <laughs> he here shall not be named. Said Dutchman lived off of this <laughs> and, and and got him got him into yes. all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. We've done it. He's off. He's off. I love it. But by the way, the podcast listeners who don't watch this show live, Jack Garwood has just literally walked off set. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Now, now I'm not being funny, right? But here's the thing though about the ferret. The ferret is improving so much. He's a two-time. He's now he's a, he's a semi-finalist in the. Uh, at the UK Open this year. He's a former finalist at the Players, by the way. Let's just get that out there as well. He's now won the World Cup, European Championship semi-finalist. The ferret's doing bits, and I'm here for it. Especially if he keeps using our logo, please. Has he put himself in contention for the P-word? No. 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 Let's not, let's not he take says a he's retiring. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's, that's too sorry. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, oh God. There we have actually it, ladies and gentlemen. Can I just say really quickly, he who shall not be named. Someone actually put it in the comments, I think, just to annoy Gob. Someone said, he, Barney should have played. Yeah, it was Martin Thompson saying Barney should have been subbed in for MPG. <laughs> You're, I'd actually miss that. What? Can I, can I, can I, can I now, He's got a countdown on his Twitter and I couldn't be less here for it. <laughs> We'll find out next but week. Ladies, we'll on Saturday night. That was that was the World Cup of Darts in the comments. Wales truly um, a lot of comments. Wales deserved it. Best team across the weekend. Yeah, look, I don't think any of us are arguing that Wales did it. And just to remind you all, last week that I called an England Wales final and Wales to win. So thank you very you were much. Very lucky. You were very lucky. <laughs> I'm not even. That ain't even. That ain't even been. But no, no, but say no, no, that weren't even being bitter. That was just pure. You were lucky. If it wasn't for a back injury, I think I got. I think I've had all four semi-finalists. Well, I would have had two because I'd had Netherlands and um, Belgium. But I thought Austria would do England, and I thought Wales would lose to either the Republic of Ireland or Australia. So, sort of called it. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen. From there, we're going to move on to the. Grand Slam of darts. The qualifiers have been done this evening. So joining that list that you can see on the screen now, like we said earlier, is Ricky Evans, Adam Hunt, Christoph Ratajski, Ryan Joyce, Dave Chisnell, Simon Whitlock, Justin Pipe and Gabriel Clemens. Still three spots to fill from the PDC qualifying criteria. Not sure if they've done that yet. Uh, I know one of them's order order of merit winner gets it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a potential winner series that, spot. Have Ratajski and White not qualified after the World Cup results? I think this might graphic might well, be Ratajski's that. I obviously Christoph Ratajski and Ian White have both snuck in as Johnny. Well, Ratajski, Johnny Clayton's not on that list. Yeah, Johnny Clayton is. Ratajski's obviously through through yeah, the qualifiers. So I think it's Ratajski so, and White. Oh, I'm not sure which one takes precedence then, because so, he is one of the two players on the fence right now as a event well, winner Ryan Searle, Well, Ryan Searle will be in then, won't he? So that means, because because if that's the case because of Ratajski, so Ian White and Ryan Searle should be in because of that. No, this is probably on Twitter just somewhere. Alongside the, alongside the autumn series, sorry, alongside the winter series winner. Just checking that. Or highest like ranked it. player from the winter series that hasn't qualified. Yes. So in that case, is Lisa Ashton on that list? Yes, she is. Yes. Yeah. So that so that means that so it must be then. That Ian White right. and Ryan Searle have now officially qualified. So we'll get, we'll we'll get. Well, I'm on the Wikipedia page, which is normally quite accurate. They've got Ian mm. White and Ryan Searle taking two of those places, which leaves one open for the Winter Series. Yeah, which will so that come means because we qualified a... through the qualifier. Ryan Searle gets pushed up. Correct. Yes. So there. 
So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. I suppose the one question, Mark, I've got over what we know is will Makuru Suzuki travel from Japan? <laughs> um, she is. She uh, must be travelling soon. I'd well, like to have a couple of the, days here. Yeah, the, the, this is the thing. Look, I, I don't know. Um, she obviously didn't come over for the ladies' series and, and that. I don't know what the travel restrictions are from Japan. And the other thing, it's the soft tip issue because the reason she didn't come for the ladies series is because going back, you still have to quarantine for 14 days. There's no exemption, which would have meant she missed a couple of big soft tip things in Japan. So what you're suggesting is that if she doesn't, uh, if she doesn't travel, then, (laughs) then basically then we have a, a women's spot up for grabs. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm not saying a women's, but I'm saying we, we, have, all... we, have a, we have an in, we have an invite spot up for grabs because the BDO and we all is an invite. Know, and we all know who's getting that. If that's the case, <laughs> we all know who's getting that. Paula Jack, but that's for another shot. Yes. <laughs> if, um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I, but I think, like I say, that, that that's the only question mark that we've got around who's in the Grand Slam. It's, is Makura going to travel? Uh, to be fair, though, uh, Lendl, uh, Ferry, who's obviously FDI, Mike Gallagher's probably done a, a couple of things on this one. Ben Hud from Ben on Sport, who's a very, very good journalist, you don't follow him on Twitter already, has actually said uh, Suzuki is travelling. So it has been confirmed by... Uh, Target Japan a few weeks ago, so that's a good thing to hear. Uh, Lendl and Mike have just put it in the comments, so thank you very much, guys, in the sense of uh, if nobody wins a Players' Championship event that are higher than Ian White or Ryan Sell, they will be in the tournament, who isn't already qualified. So people like Daryl Gurney, if he finds a way to win a Players' Championship event, he could be in there as well. It's going to be interesting, this Winter Series, because now there's so many conundrums, and it's Last chance, hurrah, for someone to get into the slam is the mm. thing. Yes. Speaking Very much of excited for that. the Winter Series. There's only two events where you can lose and still win. Yeah. Yes. Um, already, there's been a considerable number of pullouts from the Winter Series. I think it's fair to say that already, I think we're down to 11 or 12 on the Challenge Tour. Well, obviously, Mentor Stulovic has pulled out, hasn't he? Mentor's pulled out. And yeah. I'm going to assume that the world number one is not making the, tra- uh, the travel over if his uh, trap nerve is still playing them up. As we speak right now, he plans to play the last two days. So Michael won't play the first three days of the Winter Series. But... Plans to travel to the UK on Thursday, as we stand at the moment. But that's going to put him in a real interesting one, because obviously the race for number one seed in the Players' Championships order of merit is right up for grabs this time around at the Winter Series. And missing three events, Peter Wright and Gavin Price could make that battle basically all about them. Could, but... I don't think seeding's relevant to him. I just think the title at the end of it is... I don't think... I don't, I don't think the seeding 
is is relevant for the, the players' championship finals because they all pick it, especially this year where it's been so all over the place that I just think it's, as long as you get there, you get there for me. Um, but it could be wrong. But as it stands, I don't know if he's accepted it, but Richie Burnett could be back on the Pro Tour for the next five days. Please. R- R- Richie <laughs> Burnett, 12th on the Challenge Tour. We might need some bigger exclusion zones. The Scorpion Kick. How good would that be to see the Prince of Wales back on a streaming board? Please, can we? As long as no one else thinks they're making a comeback this year, we'll be fine. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just looking at the players (laughs) on the Challenge Tour order of merit that I know we are going to see. If I'm being honest, I'm quite excited to see these that I am some of the main Pro Tour players. Like, David Evans has played really well. Looking forward to seeing him again. Keen Barry, I could just watch all day long. He's there. Um, Nathan Rafferty on his day, genius. Burnett, Scott Mitchell. There's Jim Williams. There's some good players from the Challenge Tour that we're going to see over the next five days in the Winter Series. Well, Keen Barry is just like a bit of a bit of a warm-up, isn't it, really? Let's be honest about it. Keen Barry is a warm-up for what we're going to see for the next two years on the uh, on the tour, and I am absolutely here for it. That man could really just kick Irish darts on. He is superb. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so that that's interesting, to be fair. Um, just getting the order of merit up as we speak, so we can look at the other end, the race to Coventry over these five days. Now, how much money do we think they're going to need to get in? Obviously, at the moment, Roby John Rodriguez currently occupying 64th spot on countback on seven grand. Oh, this is tight. I, I'm going to say if you get 10, you're in. I'll go double digits. So, at the moment, just about. Mike Kyvenhoven is 44th on 10 grand. So, you reckon he's safe? Just about, yes. Because everyone's going to meet each other and they'll take money off each other, like it always is the case. I think, to be fair, I called it last time. I said six grand will be enough. Five grand will be enough to get you into the European Championships. And that was the case. I will say, if you get into double fit, I think, if you want me to be honest, I think nine grand will probably get you there. Just about ish, unless a couple of people have a really, really big day. But I think if you're at ten grand already, I think you're pretty much home and hosed. Just you'll be tight, but just right. So from forty-five downwards, we reckon are in danger or need to produce something. There's some big names down there, down the bottom. Jesus, I was, I was about to say I'm... that from forty-five down, there is some whoppers of names in. In that, yeah, I've just had a look at it myself. Going through the list, Kim Hybrex, Merv King, the match play champion, Dimitri Vandenberg is in danger. He's in a lot of danger, only a one and a half grand away at the moment. John Henderson's there, Jeffrey just won. Jeffrey just won. My god, what a, what a Webster, grace he's had over the last few years! 
Yep. Yep, Scotty Mitchell. Um, although, to be fair, that would be good for him, obviously, on the Challenge Tour to get to the Championship Finals. I was about to say, Scott, Scott uh, Mitchell, that's a huge achievement to be in the running, coming off the Challenge Tour. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I tell you what, though, it. right, looking at it... Without mm, winning a Pro Tour. I think... Yeah, I think, I'll be honest, though, it's really interesting to see how tight everything is there. Do we reckon, okay, that Robert Thornton can still make the Players' Championship finals? He's only one and a half grand back. And if he can, yes. that's going to pretty much... If he wants uh, to keep his scorecard, he needs to. About to say, if he can do that, and he can make the last, the, the last 64 of the Players' Championship finals, he could pretty much save his tour card because of that. Yeah. Again. I'll tell you what, going to go out on a limb here. But I think he's, he's down away a bit, but he did bits on the last Euro Tour. He's played some half-decent stuff a couple of days on the home tour. I think Richie North might have a good day here, here or there somewhere over these five days. Well, he's got to if he's going to try and qualify. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, know, you know, I just think... That, Mm. I mean, when you look at some big names as well, you look not at... playing badly. Max hops down there. Mm. That's probably for his lack of attendance. No one him. This is going to be tight. Just You've one... going very tight. Yeah, it will just be. Just one from be one our Dutch in the chat. Can anyone tell me why Wesley Harms has not travelled at all since lockdown began? He missed the summer series, autumn series and the Winter Series. So, any of our Dutch listeners, is there any particular reason why he hasn't travelled? I just, I just don't know what the answer is, that's all. I'm just interested to know. Because, obviously, he won his tour card this year, and we haven't, we haven't seen him. I mean, Mike Divenboda hasn't uh, travelled again, I think, either? No. Um, who else hasn't travelled? I know, obviously, Kyle hasn't travelled. He's playing a dangerous game, as we talked about before. Uh, who else is moaning? So, he's an interesting thing on his Instagram story today as well, Kyle. He was asked that if he loses his tour card, will he go back to Q school? The answer was probably not. So, he is playing a very dangerous game. Well, you look at, I mean, again, you look at Jamie Lewis, he hasn't traveled, and we know why he isn't traveling. Um, so, so there's that. It's interesting. I look, look I, I'm the race for the top of the Players Championship Order of Merit is, is always is always good. Like we we love that sort of stuff. It's normally it's normally someone out left field because the players uh, have to go to the World Series and play in other events. So we don't. So we normally we get someone completely random who is top of the of the uh, of, of the Order of Merit. Apart from obviously if it's Gezi because he just loves playing and everything. Um, well, of course, my my dad but it is stopping with darts. Good point there, Lendl. As always, completely forgot that bit. Um, look. I'm really interested to see who, the race for the players' championship finals is always important because if that's the case, you then put some money on your chance to try and get to the world. Um, because looking at the cutoff date for the world championship race, even on the Pro Tour order of merit, it looks like it's November the 29th, according to darts rankings, which of course everybody uses. So if that's the case, then chances are you, the, the players' championship finals money, the two and a half grand that you put on that, could potentially catapult you into a world spot. I've just got a WhatsApp 
I'm not going to put it out there, but there could be some big news coming soon. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. D- um, Tease us that one, Phil Bowers. Yeah, no, look, this is something that I wouldn't put public until it was confirmed one way or another. But anyway, so but, like, those go, that aren't going back to it. Six- yeah. Going back to it, it is really tight. And I'm looking forward to this race now for the players. It's going to be very interesting indeed. So, name wise, because we, we always wanting someone that's outside the 64 at the moment. If you had to give me one name that makes the 64 that's outside, who are you going for? Adam Hunt, without a shadow of a doubt. The way he's been playing, it's superb stuff. Obviously qualified today for the slam. Um, he's looked in really good form on the Euros, particularly uh, on Euro Tour 3. Probably deserved to uh, go further in, in the tournament than he did. Yeah, Adam Hunt. Why not? Gob? Because I'm just going to be greedy. Uh, Nick Kenny, he's, he's not that far out of 64, but I think he's superb. He's playing some really lovely darts when he wants to. Uh, I think he's, he's one good run away from from being comfortable and from slightly further afield. I would not put it past just in pipe. Looked very, very good today. And if he carries that form one all week, very experienced player, will use that to his advantage. We saw we saw last going... last time, obviously, didn't we? We sorry, just saying we saw this last time with Mardis Rasmer. He obviously made the World Series uh, qualifier, and he lost out to Joe Cullen. But then he he pretty much was absolutely superb at the Autumn Series and almost made a World Grand Prix because of that. Yeah. Again, before I give you mine in the YouTube comments, guys, who do you think that's outside the top sixty-four is going to make the Players Championships after the Winter Series? Um. I'm going Callum Rids. I think he's going to have a good winter series. I think he's going to have a couple of runs, maybe a couple of quarterfinals. He's only grand and a half off, so a couple of quarterfinals or whatever could could be enough for Rids to to shoot right up. I'm going Lisa Ashton as well. I think Lisa... Dardanus' comment in the chat is the best I've ever seen, by the way. Just saying that now. Probably can't say it, but... <laughs> I've just read this. <laughs> Big fan of that. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, no, Barney, not Barney. <laughs> For Christ's sake. <laughs> what is it with you guys? Why can't you just leave they just me there? They just love hearing you write mode about Barney, clearly. Yeah, so yeah, they, they are mine. Um, yeah, it's a real fascinating race. And do we think that someone will top the order of merit for the Winter Series that isn't already in the Grand Slam? Or do we think it will be one of the usual suspects? I think it will be one of the usual suspects. It has to be with the way that they've been playing. I... I'm going to go with which one, Gezi or Snakey? Snakey, yeah. We'll go Snakey. I think it'll be very, very close between the two of them, but I think Snakey will top the order of merit. I disagree. He's my man. Um, 
I don't necessarily think it has to be one of those two. We saw James Wade put in a good performance at one of these series events before. There's, there's plenty of other players in and around that that top 10, top 12, but I just don't see any of them that haven't already qualified for the slam coming through. The guys that have qualified for the slam have already won events this year, but will be setting their games up to peak for this time of year. And all right, whilst everybody's trying to do exactly the same, you expect those that have won events to be that better calibre of player. I think the highest ranked player to have not qualified so far is, is Daryl Gurney. And with respect, I don't see him winning this week. That's but fair. of course, if he wins, if, but if he wins an event though, rather than wins the actual series outright, he could still qualify. I'm not Ryan Searle out of the grand slam. When was his last pro tour win? I think it was. I think it was back end of last year. If I'm supposed to be correct, though. Here's one as well. Interesting to see where Gary Anderson is. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, for Gary Anderson because his lack of practice. A week of winter series running into a TV event where he gets three games to get himself going in a group stage. By that time, Gary Anderson could be absolutely flying. Yeah, I, I was about to say that I, I agree that this could be prime Gary material here. Five days into the slam, into the Players' Championships. By then, he could have played himself right into form like he did with the Premier League back-to-back-to-back games. Gary. 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 So that is the Winter Series, guys. Right. It's that time again. It's question time, everyone. So if you haven't already, get your questions in on the YouTube chat. Of course, we will go through and answer as many as we can going backwards. Hope you're all enjoying the show, of course, as well. Um, Right. I know there were some early doors, so let's go through. Yeah, where are we? Lots of ones about the World Cup going to pairs only. We completely agree. How good would it be if it was just pairs next year? Oh, please. I'll actually care about the event more. Please. You love it. Yeah. I, it, it would just be, it would just be great. <laughs> um, couple of one. Any news on the world being moved? Uh, look, it's, it's not being moved. It will be. In we, December, um, I've heard we, a couple we, of provisional dates. We know the rough dates. Yeah, we know the rough dates. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, one or two uh, a day here or there, but look, it's going to be the, the usual dates over the, the Christmas period. It, it's not going to move. It's there. So that that that's the world's. And I think it's it's going to be Ali Pali as well. It, it, it's too late to move it anywhere now, I think. So it will be at Ali Pali. Um, listening, no they fans. still haven't. What's that? With no fans, they, I imagine holding they out. can't. Well, look, I, I, that's still the favourite. They can't. They're still holding out. They're still they holding can't. out hope. They can't. Look, they said themselves it would get them between four to six weeks. Four to six weeks at the absolute minimum would be needed to put tickets on sale and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Look, there's no way that fans are going to be let it back in by December. No chance. Sorry. If anyone can, Barry can. Yes. 
Yes, no, rule number one, Barry is always right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't get it wrong. Without fans, it's 99.9%. But whilst there is that point of a percent, we hold out hope. Gents, never give up hope. George Benson said that never gave up what a good thing. <laughs> um, this is a good one from Kryptonite A1. Do you think that we should go back to the World Cup? Do you think that a snippet of the national anthem should be played during the walk-ons? Quite like that. I'm not sure it's yeah. the production that they want for the event. I'm not against it. But aren't they technically team something, not actually there representing each of the national bodies, so then it gets a little bit touchy. Yeah, I'd quite like a bit of national anthems. Can you imagine the Germans whenever, can you imagine the Germans when that national anthem comes on, they'll go an absolute, they'll go on a mad one. I've listened to that, I've listened to that German national anthem so many times watching Formula One over the years. I probably could sing it for them. <laughs> I just, I just don't think I do like... national anthems are conducive to party darts atmospheres. You hear oh, a national anthem, as far as national anthems and... go, I do like Star Spangled Ballet. Star Spangled Ballet? Did you just call that? Yeah, because I was reading something else at the same time, <laughs> and my thoughts completely <laughs> crossed. <laughs> you know, when you're reading something. <laughs> Ah, your thought process goes completely it. the other way. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was reading something I and trying to speak at the same time and my mind completely went, but you guys knew what I meant. <laughs> YouTube yeah, recommending gold by Spandau Ballet to Phil Bard as we speak. Oh, but a bit of Spandau Ballet? <laughs> yes. oh. now, now, now we're talking about Please. Pop World again, guys. You are Yeah, gold. I know that much is true. <laughs> I know that much is true. <laughs> oh, Oh, speaking of which, these well, I can't wait to get back to Pop World. Please, Pop World Blackpool. Whoa, that's the first time you and I went on a proper night out. It was good, good fun, enjoyable. That went from naught to a hundred rather quick. Um, yeah, but I'll just say there was a certain manager that was supposed to join us on that night out, but I think he'd. Uh, I think he'd probably got to throw himself off Blackpool Pier at that point. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he was he, he definitely thrown himself off the Big Dipper into the <laughs> into the Atlantic. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, do, do, do we think Daryl Gurney will be? I'm sorry. Do we think Johnny Clayton will be in the Premier League? Not off just the back He's of that. To... No, I think he has to win no. something else. Well, however, the argument was made once. Philip. The last time they picked up, the last time they picked ten straight players, <laughs> the argument was made that all ten players that had been picked had won a TV tournament. <laughs> that is all I'm saying, guys. <laughs> and I'm sure I can oh, go back. I actually, I know exactly what interview it was, so I could probably go back and get it out and dig the clip out. I know exactly what interview it was as well. And that was the exact argument put forward. That all 10 players <laughs> had won a TV tournament that year. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, but no, I, I oh. don't think he'll be in. Um, it's MVG withdrawn from the Winter Series. First three days, as it stands, Gob's just motionless. <laughs> just out of interest, <laughs> do we know what player that was? 
Which one? The, the, the one that won a TV tournament and got a Premier League pick. Was it? There was a certain Dutchman. The name escapes me. <laughs> He's going to explode in a minute. Golf's actually going to. He's just going to punch his laptop in a minute. Golf's not going to turn up to this next. Golf's going to. We got. We got a show planned on Saturday straight afterwards because of the because of the slam quality draw being made. Golf's not going to turn up. <laughs> there might, might might be a vacancy for a for a joint co-host. <laughs> You're about to say, Brad. Brad, Brad we're going to draft you in, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, yeah, just going through now. But, guys, whilst I'm going through the... the oh, this is interesting. What's the latest on Corey Cadby, guys? And do you think he's ever going to make a comeback? Um, yes, but his plans this year were slightly disrupted due to COVID. Um, he planned to play in the Oceanic Masters, but obviously didn't happen for, for obvious reasons. But, yes... As far as I'm aware, he will still be going to Q School in the new year. Um, just speaking of that, for, for Aussie darts, could you imagine you got Whitlock, you got Heta, Cadby and Kyle come back? That's a good position to be in. That's four top players. Yeah, I think so. It gobs, uh, I don't know if it gobs because Gobs just changed over microphone, so... Uh, we don't know if we, can, we can, if he can hear us all not at the moment, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it's a really good stuff. It's uh, I, I can't wait. Whitlock, Whitlock is, is on a resurgence. I don't know what the hell's happened to Simon Whitlock, but I'm here for it. Who doesn't want to hear more of Land Down Under? Please. Arguably, at the moment, he's playing the best starts he has in probably a decade. Gob. Think Gob has left us. Yeah, I think Gob's just got, Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Gob's. Uh, Gob's just uh, on that one. Um. Right. Well, tell you what. While we uh, while we get Gob back, I think he's playing. You right. I think he's playing the best starts of a decade. Um. I think. He, I think. He's, I think we're going to get some uh, some stuff on there. It, it'll be quite interesting to see what happens there. God if, God, if you can hear us, wave. And if you can, mute and unmute. Nah, he can't hear us at all no. at this moment in time. He's gone. Uh, right. Well, that, but that, do you what? But everybody, get the questions in now about Barney, please. So when we get back for him, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, when, so when he's back, we, we, we can, he can hear it all about them all right now. Um, uh, there's a question actually, Phil. While we're trying, well, I tell you what, while you're getting uh, God back, let's talk about this genuine question about Barney, which he will be fuming about. Uh, over at over and in Matt says, "Do you not think Gary is on a Barney s decline?" Um, no, I don't actually. Um, look, two years ago, man was the best player in the world. Uh, there's no doubt about that. He'd won the UK Open. He'd won the World Match Play. Uh, he was a semi finalist in the Slam. Uh, sorry, so he was finest in the slams, semi-finest of the player, semi-finest of the worlds. No, uh, look, uh, Barney for years did nothing important at all. Um, and uh, I, 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 look, I think that he is. I, I, I think 
Gando is still miles off going on a Barney-esque decline. Um, Gando won't take, I don't think, another five years potentially for a uh, to win a TV title. Uh, well, won't won't take twelve years to win a uh, to win a ranked televised title. Is Gob can Gob hear me now? I can now. Uh, Wouldn't be a live lounge if oh. the technology wasn't working. You're very quiet though. That's a relief, isn't it? Please, yeah, yeah that's a good point. Actually, yeah, you're right. If you can, Gob, just turn your mic microphone up a little bit. So I've got you, Max, on my. This is the. You know what? The technology, right? The technology. You know, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you'll be thinking these are just amateurs now when it comes to the technology. <laughs> I have them there every week. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, no, no, I, I Mike, agree. Look, look. What, every time I go onto YouTube, Mike Gallagher says the word Barney. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can hear him. Yay, he's back. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I just think that look, Gary will play for as long as Gary wants to play. It is the thing. And there won't be a big send-off. There'll be no official announcement I'm retiring. He just will stop playing in tournaments. There'll be no fanfare. Because that's not Gary Anderson. I don't think uh, Gary realises how good he is and how much he's he's done for the sport. Whereas a certain... I can't even say his name. He just overstated his importance towards the end. We talk proper darts now. I'm fed up. Yeah. Um, case, do you think... Um, there should be a prioritise for everyone going to Ali Pali for COVID test vaccines just so that we can have a crowd. No, look, how much I'd love yes. to have a crowd at Ali Pali. The, the vaccines have to go to the people that need them, first of all. Um, so, look, they go to care homes or, or frontline key, key workers before they go to, to sport fans. For me, guys, and I'm pretty sure you, you agree. Yeah, totally agree with you on that one. Yeah, to be fair, no that is bang that. on. But there's no reason why they couldn't roll out rapid testing. If it works in Liverpool and it becomes affordable, well, there's no reason yeah. why they couldn't roll that out in time for there to be a sufficient crowd at Alexandra Palace this year. Well, that, 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 that's what Barry was pinning his hopes on, was something like that. that the, is it the 15-minute test or whatever that you can get in? Yes. Um, good, good, good chemists on the high street. Um that if they can prove that everyone in there is negative, but look, that's for that's for the governor to, to sort out. That's why he's the millionaire and we just waffle once a week. <laughs> yeah, I think to be fair, that was a bit tongue-in-cheek. I'm glad it was, but yeah. No, look, at the end of the day, there is a positivity, everybody, and this is the key. There is some huge positivity coming out of the, next, of the last uh, few days in particular. Uh, and this hour, do you know what? I woke up so depressed today, uh, going back to work from annual leave. Uh, and do you know what? That, that, that announcement made by day today, I'm going to say it. It was really good. So, yeah, enjoyable. And uh, let's hope we can get all get back into events because we miss you guys more than anything. We, we, we can't – some of the plans that we've got for when we can have crowds back in, 
and where we can have crowds at events and you can and guys can come and watch us do shows live and all that sort of stuff. Some of the plans are gonna be amazing, so we can't wait for it. Yeah, look, at the moment we're all just in the hands of the gods at the moment that we have to do the live lounge this way, but there are some great plans to do it in person. Um look, we've got some really good plans coming up, guys. So just bear with us. Look, we're doing the best we can content wise under the circumstances. But when they're lifted, we go to a different stratosphere because there is some unbelievable stuff planned for, for, for you guys. And, and, it, and it is all about you guys. Don't get me wrong. We we love darts and whatever, but we also do this to keep you guys informed and at the front of the sport as well. Um, yes, we're lucky enough to, to work and, and do what we do, but primarily, if you guys don't tune in and watch and, and listen to us waffle, then we wouldn't be here. So, like we say, there, there's, there's some good things planned. Also, you'll be pleased to know... The online darts face masks have arrived, so watch out on watch out on social media. We are going to be giving them away to, to you guys. If we have to wear them, then we might as well go brand awareness and get them out there and get all darts fans wearing them. Um, <laughs> couple of things before we go. We have two competition winners to announce because yes, we forgot again last week. Do we not forget it this week? Do we not forget this week? No, get I, in. No, there's still time. So, <laughs> so we have obviously two competitions running at the moment. First up is the one from a few weeks ago. We have the signed Glenn Durrant winner Premier League program, and that winner was picked at random. And it is Natalie Blythe on Twitter. We shall DM you so we can get your address to send that out. And the amazing prize from Harrow's set of the brand new Noble Darts were won by Darren Nolan on Facebook. Again, we will DM you. We will DM you so we can get your address and get Harrow's to send them out. Also, in the next couple of weeks, we've got some really good um, comp prizes coming up. So bear with us, gents or listeners, should I say. But gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. As always, it's been been, been a long. really good it's show. Been long. I tell you what, I, I, I tell you what, more than anything as well. By the way, guys, we should say that I've just been told by the well, I've just seen on the PTC Twitter feed that the slam draw is happening on Saturday night. So straight after the winter series, potentially. Not too sure yet because it all depends on timings. But straight after the winter series, we may come in and do a show for you on Saturday, potentially. Yeah, I don't know. We need to work that out. The yet. slam start. The slam starts on Monday, so we can't do the live lounge on the Monday because you guys aren't going to watch us over live darts on TV. So we are going to try Correct. and fit a live lounge in as soon as we know the draw, looking ahead to the Boyle Sports Grand Slam of darts. But again, just want to thank you all for watching. It's been a great show again, guys. Thank you for the journey. I've been Phil Bars, and of course, as always, joined by Jonathan and Jack Gobby Garwood. Gentlemen, Thank you very what much. And of course, here? we will be back. We will be back next week. Cheers, everyone.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.